Welcome to the Amazing Clocks Podcast on the Black Love Podcast Network. My name is Anthony Clark. And I'm Melanie Clark. And we are the, the Amazing, Amazing Clocks. Clarks. We're both award-winning certified life and love coaches and a husband and wife duo that have been coaching together as a team for 22 years and that have been passionately in love for 30. They call us the Amazing Clocks because we empower people to live amazing lives. And you are joining us here for our Love Revolution, where we discuss ideas and concepts that help us love ourselves and one another more, because we need more love in the universe. That's right. No matter what level you're on, we're here to get you higher. So today we have another amazing episode for you guys. Our main topic of the day is the happy marriage myth. Okay. That's right. The happy marriage myth. Yeah. And for all of you people that are maybe, um, this is good for couples and what singles as well. Yeah. But a lot of you guys right now, you're unhappy in your relationship or maybe you're happy in your relationship and you're worried like, oh my God, this is a new relationship. And over time, is it going to get worse? And what if the happiness goes away? Ooh. Which can happen. Ooh. But we're going to talk about okay. that and how to, you know, deal with that, how to protect the, the happiness, how to find the happiness. Mm-hmm. And um, where does it really come from in marriage, if it's really coming from marriage? Yeah. So we're going to talk about all of that and more. But before we jump to that main topic, it's time for Ask the Clocks. Yes. Now, this is the segment where you guys get to send in your questions. No matter what questions you have about life, relationships, dating, send them to the Amazing Clocks and we will answer the questions live on our podcast. So this uh, question for this week is, Melanie. Okay, so today's question is, I'm newly engaged and my fiance's family doesn't like me. What should I do? Mm, I know what I should do. I should hand it off to you first. <laughs> Take it, baby. How did I know we were going there? Because you're good. You're good leading it. You know, when I when I got this question, it, it made me think about being a parent and mm. when my children date someone, right? And mm. And like how... I've responded over the years to different people that they've dated. So especially my daughter has dated some people I was not that crazy about Mm -hmm. years ago. I love her husband now. But in the past, she's dated people that I didn't really care for. Mm -hmm. I had to ask myself, like, why didn't I care for them? Mm -hmm. And this is probably what's happening with you is... When someone new comes into your family or you're introduced to someone new and they're dating or spending time with someone you love, you you decide if you like them or dislike them based on if you think they're going to be good for your family member, right? Like, mm-hmm. are, are you a good fit? Are you going to take care of them? Right. Are you going to be a provider? Are you going to be loving? Are you going to be kind? Are you going to make their lives better, right? Are you going to enhance their lives? It just takes time to get to know you, to, yeah. to come to the conclusion that you are a good fit. And it's real easy to put your walls up and be like, mm, I don't see what I think I need to see in you to believe you're a good fit. So first of all, show the family some grace and recognize that they don't know you well enough to know that you are going to be good for their family member. So what you should do and what you could do is show up and show them through your actions, through your energy, that you are going to love their family member. You are going to make their life better. And we build Mm -hmm. trust 
and like for people over time by watching and experiencing you and seeing the good in you. They don't know enough about you to know that you're a good fit. So Mm -hmm. I hate to say it like this, but you kind of have to prove yourself when you come into a family. The second part of it is be really clear on how great you want your life to be with this person and what your goals are and how you're going to do it. Like if you are thinking, I love this person and we're going to have a great life together and I can't wait to marry them and build and, and just be in love and enjoy. When you think those thoughts, that becomes part of your energy. And mm-hmm. when you're around other people, they'll pick up that energy and they'll, they'll feel it and they'll feel excited about it. So be aware if when you're going around their family, are you going into fear and doubt about yourself because here's the thing your energy is read by other people so if you go into a situation and you feel intimidated or you feel um, judged or you feel not liked you are going to do and say things that actually um, confirm that for them so you need to get your energy right you need to get your thoughts right every time you step into that room i am the best person for this person and, and everybody knows it good answer thanks. good answer thanks uh not only brilliant and beautiful you got it all doing it all baby get it um, oh thanks i my perspective on that is that for one you are not in that relationship for the family first and foremost you're mm-hmm. with that person and although it would be lovely if the family accepted you and liked you mm-hmm. that's not the overall point yeah. The overall point is be good to your partner, love your partner with the best, with all you have, and receive what your partner has the, be- it's the best for you as well. Receive that. Mm-hmm. Focus on your relationship. It's not necessarily about you because they're used to the relationship that they have with mm, that person, with true. your partner. Yeah. And people don't like change. A lot of people don't like change. Yeah. So by you coming in, you're changing the dynamics of their relationship. Well, you're changing the dynamics of their relationship with the entire family yeah. because that person is going to have more time with you now. And people tend to get jealous mm-hmm. and they tend to project their insecurities, their doubts, their fears onto you. And so the key is for you not to take the bait. The key is for you not to be rude back, but to draw boundaries and to still be appreciative and accepting and loving, but draw your boundaries. There's nothing wrong with that. And you're going to want to play chess, not checkers. You want to play chess. This is a long-term strategy. If you just play checkers and you respond and react to the, the petty stuff that they're doing today and this and that, in the long run, you're going to regret it because odds are you're helping them to build a case of why they should dislike you. Yeah. And they'll hold on to that. But if you play chess and go, you know what? They can do what they want. They can play themselves. They can act a fool all they want. I'm going to still be respectful. I'm going to still be loving. I'm going to still be kind and gentle. Over time, odds are they're going to get used to you. They're going to understand you. They're going to start to relate to you. And you'll be able to connect with them. And they're going to feel like shit when they look back (laughs) and they remember how they treated you. But you're going to feel great because you realize, hey, I played my cards right. Uh, You're the ones that, that played yourself, not me. I'm proud that I responded the way that I did, that I had that strategy. I played chess, not checkers. So, Yes. 
Good answer, baby. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, uh, what's up with this today's topic? Oh, now, time for the main topic. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, the main topic today is the happy marriage myth. Okay. The happy marriage myth. Now, what do I mean by that? Everybody wants to get married because they feel like, you know what? Once I get married, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to find this happiness and I'm going to live forever, happily ever after. It's going to solve, all, gonna my solve all my problems. And, you know, I'm going to focus on this amazing wedding and spend all this money. And it's going to be worth it because after this, it's just going to be happiness. And then they get into the marriage and over time they find that that happiness starts to fade away. Ooh. Once they tap into the realities of life right. the day-to-day busy hectic schedules and the challenges that all couples will face yeah and then they become less happier right and less happier mm-hmm. and then they blame the partner and then they're fighting and it's like they're disappointed because they believe that once we got married that happiness would be inevitable it would be right. constant but then it's not And we see this in a lot of relationships. A lot of couples get divorced. Mm -hmm. A lot of couples will just disconnect. And what's really going on with that? Mm. Why aren't they finding the happiness that they want in their marriage? Where did their marriage go wrong? Right. I think you're absolutely right. Believing that getting married is going to create happiness and it's going to take away you know, we call it the void inside of you, right? There's there's this space inside of you. And when you meet someone, you feel like, oh, they're filling that void and I'm so happy. But here's the thing. After you get married, responsibilities kick in and schedules and they don't have time to sit around filling your void the way that they did in dating so, and getting let, to know let, them. Let, let me, let me Shit ju- gets real. Yeah, let me jump in there because you're, go- you're going to the... You're going to knockout punch already. I always go to the knockout punch. Yeah. So uh, before we go to the knockout punch, let's kind of, I want to stir shit up a little, stir things up a little. Okay, so. Then pass me pass me the baton so, when you're ready for no, knockout. I'm going to do it for you now. Okay, good job. So in my first marriage, mm-hmm. I experienced that because right. I wanted marriage all throughout my life as a child and yeah. I looked forward to getting married mm-hmm. and I would have fantasies about it, like just visualize this happy, loving marriage and and I loved it and that motivated me and inspired me to want it. Mm-hmm. And then once I got married, it was not that. <laughs> and it was very, very disappointing for me. Okay. Did you experience that in your marriage? You know, your um, first marriage. For me, I back then especially, I was a real doer, right? Like mm-hmm. so I was a go-getter. So I was super ambitious. So I was so busy building the American dream Mm -hmm. that it didn't hit me for a while that I wasn't happy because it was like the benchmarking that we talk about, right? right? So I was like, okay, we love each other and we get along and we like the same things. Mm okay, let's, um, I didn't do it in order, but we had a baby, right? So then we got married. Then we bought a house. Then we decorated the house. Then we planted some trees and did the garden. So I was so busy doing all the things that I thought marriage meant you Mm. were supposed to do, right? That was keeping me busy. So the distractions. The distractions. Right. And then once all the stuff was done, Right. And I had the beautiful house and it was decorated just perfectly. And the lawn was manicured mm-hmm. and the kids were dressed cute. And we went to some cocktail parties. Then then I started to notice, like, 
is this it? Is this all there is? Hmm. Wait, wait, is this, is it just gonna be like this for the rest of my life? Like, is this it? Forever, forever, ever, forever, forever ever? ever? Then that's when I started to notice that right. I wasn't happy because I had ran through the list of things that I thought needed to get done mm-hmm. to create happiness. And once they were done, I still wasn't happy. Uh-huh. I had illusion of happiness through doing, obtaining, and achieving. Yeah, I agree. And I think that a lot of things that set people up for that disappointment, I think for starters, is we grew up with watching fairy tales. Yeah. You know, and the Cinderella and, and movies, movies and the rom coms. And, yeah. and you finally get that person and then you get the big house. Yeah. And so it ends up not being that. And then I think something else that contributes to that is that when you're dating, it's a different level than when you're in a marriage. Yeah. And when you're dating, there's parts of you that you still will tend to hold back and your partner will oh, do the same. Yeah. So they're not seeing all of the good, the bad and the ugly. Mm-hmm. They're seeing mostly the good yeah. um, that you want them to see. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it, a lot of times also will be based around sex. Yeah. And I'll say that for me. It mm-hmm. was like when we're dating, this, we're getting into sex and the sex is great. All right, this is amazing. I could do this forever. I could be married to a person, you know, having this great sex forever. And then you get married and, it's a different program. The sex doesn't flow like flow with like <laughs> water. So and the uh, so the idea that getting married means that you have live-in sex whenever you want it didn't, uh, honestly, didn't pan for, out for, for you. For men, for men, I think that's a big part oh, of it. I know we, look it is. For, we look at it like okay, this oh. is living sex. I have any? Yeah. It's right next to me in the bed, yep. and it's not going anywhere. I don't even anywhere. have to try. Yeah, I don't even have to try. Um, <laughs> but then that changes, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I'm not as happy anymore. Yeah. Um, we're not, you know, hanging off the chandeliers having sex anymore. Yeah. And the unhappiness kicks in. So yeah. that disappointment. So there's a lot of you listeners right now that are going through that. Mm-hmm. You're not happy. But then the tendency is to go, you know what? I'll be happier if my partner just acts and does the things that I ask them to do. Yeah. And acts the way I want them to act. And then you'll just be on each other and complaining and fighting about it and fighting Mm -hmm. about it. But then even when you get what you want, you're happy for a little while, but then you're unhappy again. Now it's the next thing. And now it's the next thing. And I've seen so many couples that are constantly in this unhappy loop, Mm -hmm. unhappy. Well, if you do this thing, or if you buy me that, or if we buy this, then I'll be, then they get it and they're unhappy. Then Mm -hmm. they get the next thing and they're unhappy. So it's almost like you're never ever satisfied. And so that destroys a lot of relationships. And I actually prevents a lot of people from getting married because they're standing on the outside looking at their married friends because they're single. And they're looking at their married friends going through that and they're going, oh, hell no. Yeah. Oh, hell no, I don't want that. And so what's happening? Why can't you find that happiness in your marriage? Hmm. Here's why. Because that happiness is not inside your marriage. Hmm. That happiness comes from within you. Yep. And until you learn how to find that happiness within you, you will never, ever be happy with your partner and your marriage. These are the people that are constantly- well, you have glimpses of happiness. Yeah, but I'm talking sustainable. Yeah. Not just hot flashes of happiness. No, I'm talking about like consistent <laughs> happiness. <Hot flashes. laughs> and And I've seen so many people in our coaching and life in general and even the people in our lives mm-hmm. where 
they're walking around in their marriage just constantly unhappy, constantly grumpy, constantly frustrated. And they're looking at their partner and they pick and they nag and they complain, they complain and they get what they want and it still doesn't change anything. And that's because you will never learn to be happy with other people until you learn how to be happy with yourself. And so that's the real issue. Your unhappiness with yourself is why you're projecting that onto your partner in your relationship. And the thing about happiness is that we are all always constantly striving to be happier. And most people are looking for that happiness outside of them and in a partner um, and the stuff that they buy. And the thing about, and we've talked about this before, everything in this in the outside world and the external world is impermanent, meaning eventually it's going to break down or fall apart. Change. Right. And so most people are looking for that happiness outside of them first and foremost. You know what? If I get that car, then I'll be happy. Then they get that car, that car is, ha- you know, they're happy for a second and then after a while they're over it. Now I need that house. If I get that house, then I'll be happy. And they get that house and they're happy for a moment, but then they're unhappy again. Mm-hmm. Then, well, then I need a bigger house or I need... It never ends. They never find that happiness. And they're upset and frustrated because they're going, man, I'm doing all this stuff and I'm still not finding it. Or they look for it in the partner. And my partner's going to make me happy. Yeah, but eventually your partner's going to take the attention away from you and or act in a way that you don't like. And now you're unhappy again. Mm -hmm. So you will never find that happiness outside of you. Now, the only thing in this universe that's permanent is energy. Mm -hmm. Energy never dies can't be destroyed it just goes into form out of form but that energy is inside of us and that energy is our spirit and our spirit is infinite it will never disappoint us this energy never dies never destroyed so once you find your happiness first and foremost from within with that spiritual connection once you consciously create your happiness by focusing on gratitude and appreciation You'll find it within you. That's how it's created. Your spirit will never disappoint you. Um, It will never let you down. At that point, you'll find that happiness within you, and you may still want those things outside of you, but you don't need them. You're not dependent on those external things for your happiness. That happiness is within. And that's why we always say, if you don't go within, you will go without. And so if you want that happiness, you have to learn how to find it within you, not in your partner, not in your marriage, not in your beautiful kitchen, not in your (laughs) vacation. It has to come from within you and not your kids. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100 percent. And, you know, something about this that that I've noticed uh, being a coach is people start to come to a place in their lives where they're having spiritual awakening and before you have a spiritual awakening like you think like you think what is a spiritual awakening right like people are like i wake up one day and i'm connected to spirit and i'm happy actually no it's the opposite you feel completely dissatisfied with almost everything in your life mm-hmm. because you have been viewing life through the eyes of physical reality like i was doing like oh you just go get the stuff and you do the stuff and you do the work and you're ambitious and you be a good person and you you do all these things and that's going to make you happy. And so you get to a certain point in your life where you realize like, I've been doing that and I'm still not mm-hmm. happy. That's a time in your life where you are having a spiritual awakening. You need more. You need more depth. And I think a lot of times people think that depth is going to come from a relationship or a marriage or having a partner. Mm-hmm. But it, it does come from a relationship, the relationship with yourself the relationship with your essence, with your divinity. 
And when we really we crash and burn and we're we're sad and we go through this depression and realizing like the things that I've been doing are not making me happy. That's when we start asking the yummy questions like what's it all for and what's my purpose and what will make me happy and who am I and why mm-hmm. am I like self actualization questions, then we start to build that inner connection with our spirit. And as we build it and that energy starts to expand within us, we start to feel the joy. The, The joy doesn't even have to come from anything outside of ourselves. And so it really is learning about yourself, learning about your inner world and we're so amazing and complex as human beings. And and one of the things that people don't recognize why they get sucked into the trap of like trying to find happiness outside mm-hmm. of themselves is we, we experience the hedonic impact, right? We want something, we get really excited about it, we think about it and we create desire. Mm-hmm. And desire is powerful and delicious and it feels so good and it feels like it's filling us up, right? But then we get that thing, that person, that relationship, that job, that money, whatever it is. And then we're like, okay, now I'm not happy again. Because now the desire is gone. The desire is what's fueling us. The chase. You know, I want that bag. Oh, I dream about that bag. And then I get that bag and I wear it for a couple of times. And then like, oh, there's another bag Mm -hmm. and another bag, right? We do the same thing with everything that's just human nature but once you're aware of it then Mm -hmm. you can start to shift it you can build an inner relationship Mm -hmm. and that makes you feel full and then those things that you desire outside of yourself they don't own you they don't have all that meaning that they had before they're like life accessories right like because you are really living on purpose connected to spirit and knowing that you're divine and that you are just here in this physical playground to experience physical things but they don't own you and they don't control your ability to be happy and feel joy in your life in my first marriage i remember i used to like come in the house and it's like, okay, I'm gonna have a great day and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna do some wonderful things with my partner and I'm gonna, you know, be extra nice. I'm, I'm just having this vision of this amazing day we're gonna have together and just positive. Yes. And I'd come in the living room sometimes and she would just be sitting there. Brooding. Brooding. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, Ooh, everything all right? Uh-huh. Yeah. But you could just tell you're being watched and I could tell energetically <laughs> she was looking for something as an excuse to be upset about Mm -hmm. and she would literally pick until she finds something and then makes a big deal of it and and i was always like what the hell why are you doing this Mm -hmm. why are you doing this but here's what i realized after a while Hmm. she was so unhappy with herself yes that she didn't want to look at herself and do the the work that needed to be done so she projected that fixated on me So when you're looking at other people, they're a distraction Mm -hmm. from you looking at yourself. I'm unhappy because you did this. I'm unhappy because this, blah, blah, blah. But when you point that finger, like they say, you point in those three other fingers back at yourself. And so when I realized that about her and I tried to encourage her to start working on those things, she fought me because she didn't want to deal with that. It was much easier to blame someone else for your unhappiness instead of you taking responsibility for your own unhappiness. And when I saw that, I realized, thank you for showing me that 
because that's something I don't want to do. Yeah. That I do not want to be that. Thank you for showing me that contrast. Yeah. And so you see it all the time. You come in a room, people that are miserable and grumpy, mm-hmm. you come in a room, they're going to look for something to be grumpy at. Yeah. And they'll complain about the room. You pick them up and physically put them in a nicer location, they're going to turn into the same grumpy person again. Yeah. The same thing. It was like we went on a vacation to uh, Mexico. Oh, remember we went to... Um, Puerto Vallarta? Puerto Vallarta. Mm-hmm. Ah, Puerto Vallarta. Oh, yeah. So yeah, great. Yeah. Okay, back. Okay, anyway, back. Um, All right, okay. so <laughs> we read there, and it was paradise. Yeah. Paradise. Mm-hmm. And all these couples are there. And they're just miserable. <laughs> and they're fighting with each other. And this and that. And I guarantee you, before they, they got there, they were back where they live, mm-hmm. going through this fighting and yeah. grumping and complaining. And we need a vacation. Nothing's good because we need a vacation. Probably yeah. mentioned complaining. Then they got the vacation. You're in paradise. But now, Everything is still crappy. Yeah. No. Who's the common denominator? Mm-hmm. You are. Yeah. You are the common no- denominator. So no matter where you go, no matter what vacations, no matter what you get, no matter what gifts, no matter mm-hmm. what you, you are still going to go back to being like being grumpy yeah. and unhappy. Yeah. Because you can't find that happiness outside of you. It has to come from within you. Yeah. And that's also the thermostat setting. That's what's oh. happening. We talked about that before, guys. Check out the episode on our thermostat. Yeah. And we all have a thermostat setting. Where that thermostat is set determines the results you get over and over again. And that thermostat is within us. It's in our subconscious mind. Once you're locked in at being unhappy, your thermostat gets set there, mm-hmm. you're going to remain unhappy and you're going to start finding things to help you stay unhappy because that's where you're comfortable, uncomfortably comfortable at. Yeah. And so if you want to change that, you literally have to start going within you. Here's the great part. It's a beautiful journey. It's one of the best things that you can do for yourself is to start going, you know what? Partner's not making me happy. You know what? Something can happen to my partner tomorrow. And Mm -hmm. odds are you would still be unhappy. So the partner's not the issue. Find it within you first. So when I find it within me, Mm -hmm. always that's my go-to. Now those things that I don't like, that I'm not crazy about our relationship or you, this, they don't get magnified because yeah. it's like, oh, I noticed it, but eh, whatever. I'm so happy that I'll, you know, <laughs> I'm not, not gonna a give big that deal. much energy. Not a big deal, yeah. and I go keep keep it moving. Yeah. And that's how I find happiness. I find it within me. I consciously create it. Well, and and here's what we find a lot in coaching. Even if you know, even if you tell yourself, like, this is what's going to make me happy, this perfect partner, right, that mm-hmm. has all the stuff or has everything on my list. If you are a unhappy person, if you are habitually unhappy, you will sabotage that great person. You will sabotage mm-hmm. that relationship because you're actually not a match to it. Yeah. And that's why we have people do self-work, because when you can clear up the things that you locked onto in your life that started that unhappiness, because it started somewhere and it began to grow, Mm -hmm. and then it became like your personality. First, it's an attitude, then it's a personality, then it Mm -hmm. becomes personality, then it becomes your personal reality. So you got to go back and figure out where did I pick this up and how can I change it within myself? And um, what, what story you're telling? What story yourself? you're telling yourself of why you need to be so unhappy? Um, when I was younger, I used to go to a lot of seminars. I've always loved personal development and personal growth. And I remember I went to a seminar one time, and the speaker said, "No matter where you go, there you are." And that was so impactful to me. Like, I realized, like, that's true. If I'm miserable, and oh, and the seminar was in Hawaii. 
So I realized I was like, you know, I brought some of my stuff with me to Hawaii. I'm having some bad days. And, and it's true. I'm unhappy here the same way I was unhappy on home at home. I have to take charge of my happiness. And that was a pivotal moment for me. Mm-hmm. That was a moment when I stopped focusing on everything outside of me for my happiness. And I decided to choose happiness for myself in every moment, no matter what's happening, I can choose to feel good or to at least get through the hard times without making myself go into a deep depression or having to withdraw from everyone. That that kind of took me to a place where I started to learn to manage my mm-hmm. emotions and manage my energies. And and in all honesty, full transparency, mm-hmm. that's when I started clearing my victim story. Mm-hmm. Because I had a real, really big victim story for most of my childhood. And then in my adult life, I thought I could prove my worthiness and clear that victim story by achieving all of these goals. And then once I had done that and I had achieved all these things and I was still young and I was like, this is it. Like I did all that and I'm still not happy. And I realized I have to go in and clear out that victim story. I am not a victim. Some things happened in my life that I didn't have control of. They didn't feel so good to me. They were people in my life that were making decisions because they were broken and they Mm -hmm. didn't know how to do things the best way. But at the end of it, the conclusion that I came to was everything that's happened to me makes me me and makes me me unique in all the world. There is no other Melanie Clark. And I can love Melanie Clark because she had those experiences and not make myself a victim or not good enough or not worthy. None of that had anything to do with my worthiness. It was my life experience that was growing me into this version of myself that I love very much. Nice. And I love that you very much too, that version of you. Thank you. I've also noticed that, like, where does this start? And I think a lot of people are just... We just have not been taught how to become happy, yeah. how to find happiness, how yeah. to create it. And I see it in kids a lot. Mm-hmm. You look at the younger generation and they're sitting around going, entertain me. Come on, do something <laughs> yeah. to make me happy. Yeah. Take me somewhere. Buy me something. So if you don't do something for them, then they don't know how to create it within themselves. So mm-hmm. they just sit there like like bumps on a log. Yeah. And waiting for someone to okay here's you want some fast food here you want a gift here you want a new video game here mm-hmm. you want to and they play for a second then they're over it then they come back like okay yeah fill my void make me happy mm-hmm. and then they grow up as adults never learning how to make themselves happy mm-hmm. and they're dependent on other people to do it for them external externally and then you get a lot of dynamics where you get that person that comes in going I don't know how to do it. It's your responsibility to do it for me. And then they'll attract the partner that's like, oh my God, I, I got to please you. I got to make you happy. Mm-hmm. I got to, I'm the martyr. I got to, mm-hmm. and they're constantly running by, you need this, you need that. So they become sort of like um, enablers. Yeah. But eventually that person, the other person, is their job is that they believe that they have to be people pleasers. Mm-hmm. They get sick and tired of it after yeah. a while. <laughs> That shit gets and old. And then they get to the point where I'm not, I don't want to do that for you anymore. Yeah. And then the other partner, the pleaser, the one that needs to be pleased is like, what? You don't no, love me. You're doing it wrong. You need to keep doing the things I need you to do to please me and, and make, make me, me feel happy. good and make me happy. Mm-hmm. And then there's the turmoil yeah. and the conflict. 
And so one person has to give in or the other. Yeah. So the key is nobody has to give in. The key is you want happiness? Find it your damn self within you. Because that's where it's set. Yes. <laughs> it's not in your partner. It's not in your marriage. It's you. If you don't have it, guess who you got to blame? You. Because mm-hmm. that means you didn't create it. And you're sitting around waiting for someone else to do it for you. And it's a horrible position to be in when you feel like you're responsible responsible for your partner's happiness. Yeah. I'm not responsible for your happiness. Mm-hmm. You're not responsible for mine. No. I'm responsible for my own happiness in this relationship, being the best me, focusing on gratitude and appreciation because that's where the happiness starts. Find things to be grateful for. That's the kids with the videos, yeah. the games. Mm-hmm. I need this. I don't have that. What are you grateful for? Look yeah. at all you have in your room. Yeah, what? What, what what do you mean what am I grateful for? I don't have the new no be great if you can't be grateful for what you have now yeah then what you get later on you will not be grateful for that either. Be grateful for where, where you're at and yes. what you have right now then you'll find more gratitude and more happiness and more things to appreciate yes. but it starts with you. It's nobody's responsibility now. Yeah. You don't have to listen to Anthony Clark. You don't got to listen to Melanie Clark. You can continue to do it the way you've wa- you've been doing it that hasn't been working. But yeah. if you want a new way of doing it, if you want to learn how to really do it, then start with that. Stop yeah. looking at other people and start finding it within you. Yes. No, I, I agree 100%. So what are a couple of ways that people can find it within them? Because not everybody knows how to do this, Anthony. Starts, and you're a coach. It, so help them. Well, I started help with them, that. Anthony. I, the first one I gave earlier was really the key. Yeah. To, to have gratitude for where you're at. Okay. okay. Let's say, for example, you're in your marriage. Your marriage isn't the happiest marriage. You're not where you want to be. But you know what? Start with something like this. You know what? At least I'm married. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful to be married because a lot of people out there, they're having a hard time finding marriage mm-hmm. and finding a partner. At right. least I have a partner. So starting where you are. Right. Being you know what? At least me and my partner, we have a roof over our head. Yeah. I'm grateful for that because We're a lot healthy. of people don't have a roof over their head. Yeah. We have food to eat. And the Basics. more you start looking for to be grateful for, the more you'll find. Yeah. And the more you, you, you look for it, the better you'll feel. The more you find, the better you'll feel. The happier you'll feel. And so that's the pattern. Yeah. Just start finding grat- gratitude and happiness and appreciation for where you're at. That's yeah. what creates the happiness. I will add to that, and this will be good for single people too. Learn to love being with yourself. Learn to mm-hmm. love time alone. One of the, and even if you're married, learn to love time alone and take time alone because it's when you're alone and you can be quiet or doing something that brings you joy, you connect to your spirit. Taking a walk, exercising, reading a book, um, nature. Nature is so connecting. Like, I love just going and sitting in the grass with a book mm-hmm. or laying on a blanket and looking at the trees or the sky. Like, we have to reconnect ourselves to nature because we're part of nature. So, learn to love being alone and not being entertained all the time. Just be. Learning to just be is one of the most powerful ways to find um, happiness within yourself because it's in there, but you got to pay attention to it. That's right. And, you know, that what you're searching for ultimately is alignment. Mm-hmm. And alignment is the, how your higher self looks at everything through the eyes of love, abundance, and appreciation. Mm-hmm. And that feels good because you're in alignment. And when you're in alignment, you're happy and things flow to you. And that's the, that's the sweet spot that you want to be in. Yep. So 
The indicator of whether you're in alignment or not is your emotions. So start being aware of your emotions. That emotion is being created by a thought that mm-hmm. you have, mm-hmm. that you're having. So be then be aware of that thought. What thought am I cre- having and focused on that's creating this emotion in me that's mm-hmm. making me feel unhappy? Yeah. And then once you identify what it is because you have awareness that's within you, then flip it to what thought can I create of gratitude and appreciation mm-hmm. right here, right now, that'll make me feel better, that I like. Yeah. Then create that thought. Mm-hmm. And the thing about thoughts, they're free. <laughs> and yeah. you can have as many as you, you want to try on. You yeah. can try it on. One thought don't work, try another one. So it starts with that awareness. Be aware of your emotions. Be aware of your thoughts. And go to gratitude and appreciation for your situation, regardless of what that situation is. Yes. That was really good, Anthony. I enjoyed this topic. Great job. You did, chose that topic. I like it. Did it make you happy? Well, I was happy <laughs> before we got on this pad- podcast. So yeah, it right. just added to my happiness. That's right. Thank well, you very much. Well, I love you. you. Love you. So, listeners, thank you again for hanging out with us. Um, hope you guys had a great time. I hope you guys got what you needed. We sure got what we needed. Yeah, we, we did. When I'll say that we love and appreciate you guys and your support. And thank you for supporting us and the Black Love Podcast Network family. And thank you for being a part of it. And if you guys haven't had a chance yet to get a copy of our book, Crack the Code, Secrets to Achieving Your Happily Ever After, make sure you pick up a copy today available at Amazon.com. And if you guys are interested in coaching with the Amazing Clocks, then check out our website at TheAmazingClocks.com. And last but not least, if you're interested in becoming a life coach or just want some techniques and skills to help life coach yourself or others around you and live a better life, then check out our life coach training and certification course at lawofattractionlifecoachacademy.com. And if you know someone who needs some amazing Clark's love, please share our podcast, subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And we love and appreciate you for doing all that for all of us. And send your questions in to ask the the Clarks if you have any questions that you want us to answer live on our podcast. There you go, people. We gave it to you. Now, what you going to do with it? See you next time. See you next time.